you find there for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. <clears throat> For unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And that's what I want to talk right from the text. A child is born and a son is given right from the text. child is born. A son is given. I want to take time and use this today to help us understand that that story that we take so lightly. And Christmas time comes and we all into the babe in a manger. That's a wonderful thing. I want to make sure that you understand that there are two things going on here. 
two things that are going on here is Mary is having a baby. That's one thing. The other thing that I want to draw your attention to is at the same time, God is giving a son. Mary having a baby, God giving his son. We're good on celebrating Mary and the baby. But somehow we sort of lose the effect of God giving his son. The thing that I want you to leave here today is knowing that there were two things going on here. That an earthly mother is giving birth to a baby. But a heavenly father is giving us his son. Pure Christmas story starts at the manger. It's not starting soon enough. And if it ends at the manger, it didn't go far enough. The fact is, my brothers and sisters, the fact is, this story of God's plan of redemption of his people started way before the manger and it continued all the way to the empty grave. To me, <clears throat> one of the wondrous things about this season of celebration of the birth of Jesus is the prophecies concerning his birth. I, I'm always amazed. It's, it's good to celebrate the birth and talk about what happened in the manger. But I'm always amazed of those prophets and what they had to say before Jesus got here. The fact that centuries before he was born, the prophets had already announced his birth. Nobody paints a clearer picture of the coming Savior than the prophet Isaiah. All of the other, all, all, all of the Old Testament prophets, all of them, yes, yeah, somehow they all had a little glimpse of it, but if you read all of the prophets, Isaiah sticks out. No other New Testament, no, no, no other New Testament document has, has more, still has been more studied than the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is alluded to more than 250 times in the New Testament. And it is specifically quoted 50 times in the New Testament. Now, if all of that's going on in the New Testament, that means that something Isaiah said was important to us today. While every prophet lit a candle while every prophet lit a candle and shed a little light on the coming Savior. That's what the prophets did. They lit their candles and they wanted us to see that Jesus was coming. But while they lit a candle, Isaiah came with a torch. And he gave us our clearest view of our Lord and our Savior. And I'm sure, I'm sure, that, that most of us that, 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 that had, had, to do, had to do with the fact that the reason why he knew so much and the reason why he got such a head start on all the rest of the, 
of the prophets was because if you read the story, he got a first-hand look at the Lord. Read the book of Isaiah sometime. Isaiah 6, in the year that Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. He was sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and above it, Stood seraphims, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. One cried out, another sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. No wonder Isaiah said so much. He said so much because he saw so much. Isaiah actually gives us the birth announcement of the Savior. Oh, we are, we are accustomed, brothers and sisters, in 2021, we are accustomed to receiving birth announcements, but we receive them nine months before a child is born. But here in this text is a birth announcement that comes 700 years before the child got there. Who ever heard of such a birth announcement? 700 years before the child was born, Isaiah gives us a birth announcement that can only be done through divine revelation. That's exactly what the Lord did. That's exactly what the Lord did with the prophet Isaiah. Amazingly, the words of the text were not written the night Jesus was born. Sound like he's talking in the present tense when he says, under us a child is born. But amazingly, he wasn't writing that on the night that Jesus was born. Only Matthew and Luke give a firsthand account of that cold night in Bethlehem. But this announcement to the remnant of God's people had, and, and these people had lost their direction. The people of God had all but given up hope. And this is 700 years before Jesus was born. He wrote this announcement to them while they were wandering around, feeling lost. But in verse 2 of chapter 6, you see it all began to turn around. These people Back in the Old Testament time, back in that day, they were feeling like they were lost. They, they all had, many of them had turned away from God and there was just a remnant of them left. But the people, that this word came to them saying, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them had the light shine. This new life, this new life and hope comes from this 700-year-old birth announcement. Look at him. These people are living in a time where things like can't, can't get no worse. Living in a time when there are murders. Living in a time when it looks like all hope is gone. Every time you turn on the news, somebody else has been killed living in a time where there was school shooting, living in a time where things were just falling apart, seems like things could not get any worse. Are y'all hearing me? Seemed like they just could not get any worse. But this is the time 
And Isaiah began to write to try to lift their spirits. And I just believe if he lifted them up at that time, if we'll listen to him, because the day we're living in ain't much better than what they were living in. The day we're living in right now, every time you turn around, there's something else. And I just believe that if these words lifted them up, if we will listen to them today, these same words will lift us. Listen to what he said to them. For under us, a child is born. Under us, a son is given. And what he did, what he was doing here, a picture here is painted of God's plan of deliverance. In other words, he's saying to the people, I know it doesn't feel good. I know you feel like everybody has turned away from God. But what he's saying to them is help is on the way. A picture. This picture that he painted renewed their hopes in the scripture. Most folk had just walked away from the scripture. They, they, they believed that this whole thing was just a hoax. They had just sort of turned around. You remember, for 400 years, nobody heard from God. And they really had just about given up. But he says, I want to renew your hope. You see, they, they knew and they had been taught of the promised seed of a woman. They've been taught that. They, these are God's people. They knew Genesis 3.15 about the promised seed of a woman. They knew the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Judah. They knew the son of David, but only a remnant was still holding on to all of that stuff. They, they, they've known that for all of their lives. They've been taught that, but now they have come to a point in their lives and in history where they were wondering if that was true or not. But as we go into yet another celebration, I want to make sure that we are celebrating the whole story. For unto us, a child is born, but also a son is given. You see, we get a child is born, that, that seems to be the crux of most of our celebration. All the celebration we see around is because we say a child is born. We're celebrating a child born. We, we celebrate a way in a manger, no crib for a bed, holy infant, so tender and mild, sweet little Jesus boy born in a manger. But somehow we overlook the fact that a son is given. A child is born. A son is given. And that's really where I want to spend the rest of my time because I want to make sure that we see beyond the baby in a manger but that we see also that God gave that day his only son. Yes, Mary had a baby, but at the same time God gave his son. It's a wonderful thing that we celebrate him as a babe in a manger. But as we celebrate, let's not forget, at the same time, God was giving his son to save the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him would not perish, 
but have everlasting life. So we can't only see Jesus. We can't only see Jesus as a helpless baby lying in a manger. We've got to see him in the totality of his mission on earth. He came to give us a glimpse of God. He came to give us a glimpse of the power of God. In his birth, the angels took to the choir stands in heaven and sang glory to God in the highest peace on earth, goodwill to men. We see him in his lifetime. We see him turning water into wine. We see him giving sight to the blind. We see him making the dumb to talk, making the lame to walk. We see him taking command over nature, walking on water, calming stones by merely saying, peace be still. Even the disciples took note. Even the disciples, after they had watched them a while, even the disciples took note. What kind of a man is this? Aren't you glad that a son is given? Aren't you glad that a son is given? We see him tackle the law, this son that God gave. He, he actually tackled the law. We see him in Galatians 4, in Galatians 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born, born under the law, that we might receive full right of a son. Jesus came not only to deliver us from the bondage of the law, he came to deliver us from the punishment of the law. Study this when you get home. I'm saying something here. I say he didn't come just to deliver us from the bondage of law. He delivered us from the punishment of the law and the wrath of God, which was ultimate, the curse of the law. The curse of the law was the fact that none of us, none of us, how many of us could keep the law? Matter of fact, all those laws in Leviticus, you read those things, it would downright depress you. Matter of fact, if you just read the, the 10 that we know about, those 10 commandments, just 10 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are condemned under the law. Aren't you glad that a son was given? The same prophet said, Chapter 7, and behold, a virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means with us. L means God. God with us. She's going to have a baby. And she is going to name him God with us us the birth of Jesus brought the world into a whole new era no longer was God just a God in the sky who showed up every now and then in various forms and various ways and did miraculous things when Jesus was born God took on the form of a man I'm trying to help somebody 
It was more than just a birth. It was more than just a birth. He took on the form of a man. John said it like this. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. You ought to learn how to shout about that. Jesus was born just like us. He could have come any way he wanted to. He could have come in a flash of lightning. He could have come on, on white stallions, but he chose to come just like us. He was born like us. He, he messed up diapers just like us. He grew up just like us. He faced challenges just like us. He was tempted just like us. He was lied on just like us. He was criticized just like us. No wonder Hebrews 4.15 teaches us we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted just like we are. But, but here is what sets him apart. Yet without sin. He went through everything we went through, came just like us, went through everything we went through, the thing that sets him apart. Yet without sin. Oh, aren't you glad that a son is given? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad when we could not, he did? Aren't you glad that a son is given? To overcome sin. Do you to do for me what I could not do for myself? But not only did he come to overcome sin, he came to overcome death. You wonder why he came? He came to overcome sin, but he also came to overcome death. Here's a good part. Here's a good part. He came to take away our sin. Paul, second, second, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he said it like this. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Oh, my brothers and sisters, oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, oh, you, we, we all ought to be glad that a son is given. You see, the pain that he endured that Friday should have been your pain. Amen. That's right. Amen. That pain that he endured that Friday, it should have been my pain. That cross that they put on his shoulder should have been my cross. Those nails that he drove in, they drove in his hands, it should have been my hand. That, yeah, that death that he died should have been my death. That grave they laid him in should have been. Y'all ain't hearing me. That grave they laid him in should have been my grave. And that's why I'm glad that God gave his son. And the thing that we've got to put together after we see all that he has done, we've got to come to realize that God did all of that for little old me. Y'all hear me? He did all of that just for me. But that's not how the story ends. He ended up in a grave. He died. They put him in a borrowed grave. But I thank God that the story doesn't end right there. 
Let's talk about Jesus here. He endured the pain for me. He suffered for me. He bled for me. He died for me. He was buried for me. But right early Sunday morning. That's where we always end up. Early Sunday morning. He got up from the grave. And he got up just for me. I'm through now. I'm through now. Merry Christmas. I'm through now. Merry, Merry Christmas. And yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and as I wish you, yeah, bid you wonders during this season, I know it's, been t- it's time for us to get beyond the baby in a manger and know that God gave his son. And because God did, because of what he did, I've made a personal decision. To make him my choice. And I give you an opportunity today. To make him your choice. Just think about where we would be. Think about where we would be if Mary hadn't had that baby. If God hadn't given his son. Think about where we would be. I gladly make him my choice. Some folk. Houses of silver and gold, some folk. Choose silver and gold, but these things, they treasure. And they forget about their souls. But I've decided. I've decided, and I hope somebody listening to me will decide today to make Jesus We'll make Jesus your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. Some folk would rather have houses houses and land some folk choose silver and And forget about their souls, but I've decided, come on here, to make Jesus, yeah, my choice, yeah, yes. All these clothes may be ragged, yes, that I'm wearing, 
that I'm carrying these old heavy burdens that I'm of our lives that the, the reason we shout because a son is given because if, if we choose to to follow the son everything that God promised him 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's promised to us. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wish somebody heard me this morning oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you will have life beyond the life you have right now. The Bible declares that it is an abundant life that we will have, that God will bless us on this side, but there's something waiting for us because if we follow the Son, the Bible declares that we will be joint heirs with Him. Joint heirs mean that we will rule with Him until eternity will never pass away. Come on, somebody. If you're real, just raise on your feet. This is your invitation to decide to follow Jesus the son that is given the Bible simply declares if you believe on your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead you shall be saved so if there's anybody not only in the sanctuary but anybody out virtually who you have not made Jesus your choice you can make him your choice right now and you can have no doubt in your mind somebody come and give your life to him decided to make Jesus my choice you know the road you can give your life to him now and the going gets tough and when he heals our heart to climb oh I sought it out a long time ago and there is no doubt doubt in my be seated to make Jesus my choice oh you know the road is rough praising the end of I'm sorry, I'm trying to let it go, y'all. And the going gets tough. And the heels are hard to climb.
for what is promised. Thank God that a child was born unto us, but a son was given. Amen. Somebody give God praise. Oh, yes. Thank God. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Thank God that the word of thank God is still a cleansing power in our lives. I want to thank God for all of you in the sanctuary, for all of you virtually on this morning for again worshiping with us, Jesus the Christ in whom we live oh, and we yeah. breathe and we have our very being. He woke you up this morning, started you on your way, all right, all right. and the Bible declares if you got breath in your body, you ought to give him praise because the breath you breathe is not your breath, but it is the very breath of God. Amen. Amen. I want to thank again for our pastor. I want to thank again for our staff, of musicians, for all of us who have come here to worship God together. Uh, we have a few notes on this morning before we do dismiss and leave. Um, our youth and child of the month are here. Amen. So give God praise. Our youth and child Amen. of the month. Amen. November's, November's youth of the month is uh, Sister Trinity Miles. Amen. Sister Trinity. Amen. 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 Parents of Fitzgerald and Tammy Miles. And our All right. November child of the month is Garrett Adams. Amen. Give God praise for Garrett. Parents Amen. of Carl and Letitia Adams. Amen. Amen. want to continue to pray for those not only in our family, but those abroad who are dealing with bereavement. Many of our own family members have dealt with bereavement. Deacon Hagen and Sister Barton and others who are dealing with bereavement. Even during this season, we want to continually pray and remember those who are struggling not only with bereavement, but also with sickness, right. with disease, and not only death. Amen. 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 Continue in our spirit of, of safety and security for those of, who are come to worship in the sanctuary and even for you abroad if we will we're going to exit the building to my left and to your right um, also in the spirit of continually giving if you have brought your tithes and your offerings to the house of worship on today we're going to ask that you would give them as you leave but we thank God for all the stewardship not only here at Salem in the building but those who you have given virtually and abroad and thank God for that and if we would ask you would, continue to fellowship in the parking lot. Amen. God be with us until we meet again.
the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, may rest, rule, and abide with us both now, henceforth, and forever. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.